Hello, everybody. I'm coming to you live and direct straight from Durham, North Carolina. Thank you for joining me for episode six of Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? I'm your host, Sharon Mullen, a.k.a. The Chocolate Writer, or as some of you know me as The Chocolate Girl. Well, did you know the 2020 Basketball Hall of Fame ceremony is coming up this Saturday? Do you know who's being inducted? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Will you watch it? Well, I plan on watching it. I do. Because it's going to be an historic induction ceremony. And I cannot wait. So let's let's talk about the Hall of Fame and what's coming up and who's being inducted, okay? Let's go. Well, like I said, the 2020... Not 2021, but the 2020 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame ceremony is coming up this Saturday, the 15th. Um, As you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic and the 2020 ceremony was postponed um, until May of this year. It's going to take place Saturday at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut, which is about 60 miles or so from the actual Hall of Fame itself, which is located in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's going to be an in-person event. We're so excited about that with the pandemic and everything. So um, all the presenters are planning on attending. It's going to be really exciting. It's going to be great to be able to see all those wonderful people in one room again. Um, This 2020 class in particular is highlighted by the inductions of three former NBA players. And I remember when this was announced, I I just was floored by it. Um, But I expected all three of them to make it first ballot. It was a no-brainer, so it was time. Um, So we're going to have five-time champion uh, San Antonio Spurs great Tim Duncan. 15-time All-Star and one-time champion Kevin Garnett and 18-time All-Star, five-time champion, uh, league MVP, although he deserved two, if not three more, uh, Lakers legend Kobe Bean Bryant. Of course, Kobe will be inducted posthumously after losing his life in a helicopter accident on January 26th of 2020. For me, that's going to be the highlight of the event. Um, The inductees will be presented by a prior inductee of their choosing, as always. Uh, Tim Duncan is going to be presented to the Hall of Fame by a 10-time All-Star, two-time champion, and uh, 1995 league MVP David Robinson class of 09 there's no surprise there Uh, he and David Robinson played together on the team for a little while and 
Davis uh, served as one of his mentors and everything. So I'm not surprised by that. But then we have Kevin Garnett. I was a little shocked at his choice. He chose a two-time champion, 12-time All-Star, and the number two point guard of all time, in my opinion, Isaiah Thomas. I didn't know that he and Zeke were that um, that close. He, he uh, was inducted in the year 2000, but I didn't know that they were that close. I, I never knew that. So I was kind of shocked by that. But then we have Kobe Bean Bryant. You know, his wife, Vanessa, of course, had to make a decision on who would be presenting Kobe into the Hall of Fame. Um, and she determined that it was going to be the 15-year veteran, six-time champion, five-time MVP, 10-time scoring champ, 14-time All-Star, the GOAT, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, class of 09. Now, briefly, there was some talk about this decision. Like, who was she going to pick? Who should present the Black Mamba? Some people said it should be his parents. Even though, you know, we weren't sure had they resolved their issues because they had some bad blood years in there. We don't know if they made up completely or not, but you never heard from his parents. In fact, they they weren't even allowed to speak at his memorial service. So, you know, that that came in, came to be a problem. Some people said that Vanessa should do it. His wife, again. Some people said Magic Johnson. Because, you know, Magic Johnson, you know, Magic Johnson was the most beloved Laker of all time until Kobe Bryant came along. And at his Jersey retirement, his um, Jersey retirement, he, he confirmed that Kobe Bryant is the greatest Laker of all time. So he passed the mantle on to Kobe Bryant and I thought that was very interesting in and of itself um so some people said magic some people said Shaq well we all know about their relationship two alphas on the same team going at it yet winning three chips together and then later on after so many regrets becoming actual buddies um, even though they they weren't running buddies, but they were buddies in the end. Then there's Paul Gasol. He and Paul Gasol got very close, of course, when they played together and won championships together. And their families spent a lot of time together. Um, he, Paul, was godfather, I believe, to the next to the last daughter. And... Um, so they were very close. And then there's Phil Jackson. Now, the issue I had with Phil Jackson is, although they won championships together, um, he's going down as one of the greatest coaches ever. He did have that period of time when he wasn't, he wasn't speaking too favorably about Kobe in the media and with, and with his book as well. So I, I don't think I was ever of the mind that Phil should present him. And then there's Michael Jordan, his big brother. Um, 
You know, MJ revealed during Kobe's memorial service what most people didn't know, that he and Kobe were really tight like brothers. Kobe mentioned it from time to time in interviews, but it wasn't until Jordan said it at the memorial service that we knew just how close they were. So I think it's only right that MJ present him. I think it's a very, very good choice. The best choice. And ironically, MJ is also selected to present um, the three-time NCAA National Championship coach, Kim Mulkey who just recently left Baylor to coach at LSU. She's being welcomed into the Hall of Fame, and Michael Jordan will be her presenter as well. Thought that was rather interesting. Now let's take a look at who the rest of the inductees are. All righty. So the rest of the inductees are longtime FIBA executive Patrick Bowman. Um, FIBA is the International Basketball Federation. Um, he's going to be inducted. He's presented by Russ Granick, class of 2013, and Vladi Divac, class of 2019. We're going to also have 10-time WNBA All-Star and four-time Olympic gold medalist Tamika Catchings, presented by Alonzo Mourning, class of 2014, and Don Staley, class of 2013. We're also going to have three-time NCAA National Championship coach of Baylor, Kim Mulkey, as I just mentioned, presented by Michael Jordan, class of 09. Five-time Division um, Two National Coach of the Year, Barbara Stevens. And she's going to be presented by Gino Ariema. This is what's so fascinating by Miss Stevens. She was the WBCA Division Two National Coach of the Year and unprecedented five times, 1992, 99, 2001, 2013, and 14. And she's been voted the Northeast 10, Northeast Dash 10 Division Coach of the Year 16 times. Wow. So, yeah, she's just walking right into the Hall of Fame. That's Barbara Stevens. And again, she's being presented by the great Gino Ariema, coach of. Uh, the UConn women's basketball team, and also class of 2006 inductee and Muffet McGraw, class of 2017. Four-time Collegiate National Coach of the Year, Eddie Sutton, will be presented by John Calipari, class of 2015, Bill Self, class of 2017, and Sidney Moncrief, class of 2019. Um, this induction class will also include two-time NBA champion coach Rudy Tomjanovich. Both of those championships won while he coached the Houston Rockets. And he'll be presented by Calvin Murphy, class of 93, and Hakeem Olajuwon, class of 2008. So this is going to be a great class. Great class. Um, and it's this Saturday, as I stated.
All of these inductees deserve to be memorialized in the Basketball Hall of Fame, but none of them deserve it more than Kobe Bryant, not even Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, in my opinion. I'm sure, you know, most of you have heard his accolades, but I just feel the need to list them out for you anyway. Kobe was a McDonald's All-American. He was drafted right out of high school, the 13th pick in the 1996 draft by the Charlotte Hornets. And then he was immediately traded to the Lakers for Vladi Divac. Everyone knows that if you follow basketball, right? He was the youngest to play when he started in his first, um, when he played in his first NBA game. He was the youngest to do so at that time. Over his 20-year career, the accolades, I mean, there's some stats that I could probably take time and look up that are not readily available. You have to actually just find his name on a list. Um, but if I just want to look in one place and find his stats, these are the stats you can always find. He's an 18-time All-Star, five-time champion, two-time finals MVP, four-time All-Star MVP. In fact, they have now named this award after him. It's the Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP Award. Two-time scoring champ, 15-time All-NBA team, 12-time All-Defensive team. 12 out of 20 years, 12 of those, he was on the All-Defensive team. He was on the All-Rookie team his rookie season, and he's the 2007-2008 league MVP. He finished his career 25 points per game, five rebounds and five assists, shooting 44.7% field goal percentage, 32.9 three-point percentage, 84% free throw percentage, and 172.7 win shares. Fantastic stats. Next to Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game. Kobe scored the second highest points in the game with 81 points. We all know this. 81 points. He put on a shooting clinic against the Toronto Raptors on January 22, 2006. In that game, the second highest scorer for the Lakers was Smush Parker. <laughs> Smush Parker of all people. And he only had 13 points. So you got Kobe's 81. Then you got Smush Parker's, Parker's uh, 13 points. Then Chris Mim had 12, Lamar Odom, 8, Kwame Brown, 3, and then the whole rest of the bench, 5, 5 points put by the whole reserve team. 81 points, Kobe Bryant, all by himself. Phenomenal. Over 14 years out of the 20 years he played, he was in top 20 scoring. 15 seasons, he was top 20 in, in uh, free throws. And for 14 seasons, he was top 20 in player efficiency. People love to talk about how inefficient he was. But over his his uh, career, 14 out of 20 years being top 20 efficiency, that's nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at at all. He wore two jersey numbers, of course, 8 and 24. So you often see a comparison, hey, or, or a question asked in some of these social media sports group, hey, which Kobe was better, the number eight Kobe, number 24? It's hard to separate. One one, one wore, uh, one won um, three chips and the other one won two. Do you automatically say eight was better? No, you, you, you really can't. Um, 
Both of those jerseys, as you know, hanging in the rafters at the Staples Center forever. Kobe was known as the Black Mamba or just Mamba. That persona that he developed in 2003. Interesting story. He named himself that after watching Kill Bill. If you know about 2003, that was a pivotal year for him. Pivotal year. Things going on uh, with Shaq. The case was coming up. All of that. People were down on him. He had to get some separation. So in his mind, he's watching Kill Bill. He sees a scene where an assassin, I think it was an assassin, um, killed somebody with a black mamba. He's like, hmm, black mamba. Of course, you know, Kobe being the consummate learner and uh, learner that he is, looked up what a black mamba is and what it does and so forth. And he said, you know what? That's me. I'm a killer on the court. That's me. I'm going to call myself the black mamba. And it stuck. He created it to separate his personal life from his professional life. And on the court, he became the black mamba. Literally. He also spun that off into a whole mentality, the the mamba mentality. Now, a lot of people, especially people who don't like Kobe, they don't either understand what mamba mentality means or they think it's made up and not a real thing. It was real. Mamba mentality was real. Don't let anybody tell you that it wasn't. It means to strive each day to be the best version of yourself and be the best at whatever it is you do. It means every day being better than you were yesterday and you'll be even better tomorrow. It's the relentless effort to push yourself further into greatness with no chill. The pursuit of excellence, no matter what. Kobe demonstrated that. When he was going through his court drama and managed to suit up and drop 30 in a game to will his team to win. Mamba mentality. Like when he stayed focused on winning, even while going through drama with his own parents. When the fans and the reporters doubted him, saying he would never win a chip without Shaq. He won two. Bar an injury, he probably would have won at least one more. And despite being robbed of two league MVP awards, yes, he was robbed of two MVP awards, at least, possibly three. But despite being robbed of that, he kept pushing until injuries robbed us of one of the greatest players of all time. Kobe Bryant is number four on my list. I'm proud to say that. He's number four on my list. I don't care what anyone says. He's number four. He's the second greatest shooting guard of all time next to only the great Michael Jordan. You could even argue that he might have surpassed Jordan. Some people say that and I don't sneeze at that. But that's where I have him ranked. Kobe, you know, Kobe meant a lot to me. It was more than just watching a superstar out in California that I don't personally know. Like you watch some of these other stars or athletes or famous people. He meant something to me in my life. It's it's like um, Aretha Franklin, Martin Luther King, Maya Angelou, uh, Nelson Mandela. These are people that meant something in my life. Kobe Bryant is another one. He represented 
the beauty of basketball for me. The sweat, the time, the effort, the joy. He loved playing the game. He loved it like magic, but he pursued it like a mamba. And I love that, that mixture, that combination of the two. And watching him play is just so enjoyable. It's like watching ballet almost. It's like he's dancing on the court and getting it done at the same time. His moves were fluid. Excellent, excellent footwork. His game, his, his, ba- his f- basketball IQ was just off the charts. And when you're able to watch video, you're able to go back and rewind play after play and watch what he does. Every time I do that, I learn something new. I mean, his game was just complete. He was the epitome of hard work. You know, my parents were some hardworking people. They're my ultimate role models for me. And they instilled work ethic in us. But to have someone outside of your own parents exhibit hard work the way that Kobe Bryant did, he's somebody that I admired for that. He had an unmatched work ethic. No, he was no prima donna player who just expected chips to be handed to him. He never let anybody outwork him. No one. He also was the epitome of a great redemption story. I think about all the things that he went through in his personal life, but he was able to pick himself up in the middle of doubt, stay focused on the prize and move forward. That means something to me. That encourages me. Never let doubters do anything to you, but motivate you to greatness. That's what he represents to me. I'm going to say it again. Never let the doubters do anything to you, but motivate you to greatness. That's the message of Kobe Bryant. Now, nearly every morning for about the last decade, I would either watch footage of him playing or listen to one of his motivational videos to start my day. So my mornings would go like this. Before my mother passed, my mornings would go like this. Alarm goes off. If I set my alarm or I would just wake up, first thing I would do, sing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Sing that. Say a little prayer. Get out the bed. I would either play Kobe Bryant while I was taking my shower, doing my toothbrush, hair, you know, curl hair part or whatever. And then I'd call my mom. That was my day. I would play that while I was busy running water and stuff. I don't want to talk to my mother while I'm, I've got all these distractions. So it wasn't that I put Kobe before my mother. It's just the flow of the morning. So while I was doing things that I couldn't really do while on the phone with her, I would listen to Kobe Bryant. Of course, I would listen to Joyce Myers and Maya Angelou and other people sometimes. But most of the time, it's Kobe Bryant because I wanted to develop that killer inside of me. I didn't have it at one point. I had lost it a little bit. I wanted to get some of that back. And his words helped me with that. They really did help me. He was a smart man. No fool at all. So anyway, I watched those videos 
after I praise God from whom all blessings flow and thank God for waking me up. And even though some of those videos became repetitive, because, you know, you can only see, you can only, he only had so many videos out there. So I would watch the same ones over and over again, but I would still learn something or I would be reminded of something. Oh, yeah. Keep that in mind, Sharon. They really inspired me and encouraged me to keep going and never give up. When my father passed in 2014, but first when I started having those major health issues in 2013, and then my father passed in 2014, when a friend betrayed me and my mom passed in 2017, when other problems came at me fast and furious, I tapped into my own mamba mentality. And kept going. I'm not going to linger. On 2020. And what happened in January. On the 26th. Of 2020. In the passing of Kobe Bryant. I'm not going to linger on it. Because I don't want to get all emotional. On my podcast here. I will only share. That when I heard what happened. I was literally sitting in the living room watching the Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. And my cell phone started blowing up on that fateful day. It felt like someone just punched me in the stomach when I found out what happened. I first thought it was a hoax because some hoax posts were going around before that for a couple of weeks on some other things. But then I found out it was true. I embarrassed, I'm embarrassed to say, I don't know why I'm embarrassed, but I am a little embarrassed to say I cried for about a week or two off and on every day about Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna. I just, I just could not believe it. It was weeks, literally, before I could get through a day without crying about Kobe Bryant and Gianna and all the people with them that passed away on that day from that crash it's still like a nightmare for me I watch videos on him nearly every day still it still hurts it still feels you know like unreal but like Michael Jordan said recently I still ask myself why did this happen why sometimes I get caught comfort in knowing that I was alive though to witness one of the greatest to ever do it. That I was alive to see one of the greatest errors of the game created by Kobe Bryant. That I got to see Kobe's alley-oop pass to Shaq, the 81-point game, the rookie slam dunk championship that he was in, that he won, the three-peat, the takeover game, the Bryant for the win over one of my favorite players, Dwayne Wade, in that game. The last two chips he won. His final game. 60 points. (laughs) Old man Kobe. 60 points. His double jersey retirement. All of that. I was able to see it real time. So honored. So honored. It was a great time to be able to witness these uh, Kobe Bryant memories. Boy, the game misses Kobe Bryant. It's felt throughout the NBA. He was this generation of players, Michael Jordan. He became a mentor to several of them, helping them elevate their game. Not sure who's going to step into this role now. 
I haven't heard or seen anyone do that. Women's basketball, Mrs. Kobe Bryant. He was on the way to almost single-handedly giving their game the lift it needed to go to the next level. His post-retirement career had taken off, and now we will never see where all of that would lead him. We're just left with these memories now. But what amazing memories we're going to cherish. Those of us who loved him professionally and those who loved him personally. We have these great memories. Kobe Bean Bryant, man, the Black Mamba, the greatest basketball player of the 2000-2010 era, the greatest, the GOAT of that era. Yes, over that other guy. Yes, it's Kobe Bryant. Number eight and number 24. If you haven't seen his um, documentary, uh, Dear Basketball, his Academy Award winning short film, watch it on Saturday. That's my suggestion. YouTube it or something and watch it on Saturday and then watch the Hall of Fame induction. I know I'm going to watch it. I just cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what Jordan is going to say and what the film, the tribute film is going to be. How that's going to look, the faces of the people in the audience when he's being talked about. I just can't wait to see it. It's going to be a good, good thing. And I know Kobe's going to be present and everybody will soak it all in and honor him the way he should be honored. So I'm looking forward to it. So that's it for me. I thank you so much for spending time with the chocolate girl. I am so grateful that you took time out to uh, listen to this sixth episode of Did You Hear What Chocolate Said? Did you hear anything controversial in this episode? If so, go ask your friend or someone that you uh, chat with on social media, did you hear what Chocolate said? And if they didn't, invite them to subscribe to my show. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Did you hear what Chocolate said? Just have them subscribe and make sure that you subscribe and set up your notifications so that you'll be notified of my next episode. Now, again, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you guys um, got something out of this. I hope you guys will find time to come back and return often. If you want to re-listen to some of the ones I've already posted, have a listen. Now, I am going to be posting um, this episode along with the others on my Facebook page, which is Facebook.com, The Chocolate Writer. Or, I'm sorry, it's Facebook.com chocolate writer and after you listen leave me some comments let me know what you think of this podcast and if you watch the uh, hall of fame leave some comments on um on how you felt after the hall of fame all right thank you for listening bye-bye